coming up. They found a, a whole lot of kind of sinister things in there, including a knife, a gun, a, a ghillie suit, which, you know, was used as like camouflage to hide in the woods, a construction worker costume, zip ties. For Vault Studios, I'm Will Johnson. You're listening to The Daily Crime. A brutal attack on a mother in Idaho just after Thanksgiving of 2019, one man convicted in the case and another man, the woman's ex-husband, is now behind bars. I'm joined by Katie Terhune, a digital reporter at KTVB in Boise, Idaho. Katie, thanks for being on the show again. Thanks for having me. Katie, tell us about this attack that took back in 2019 and what investigators were able to figure out back then. Yes. So this originally happened the day after Thanksgiving 2019. And what it was is a woman was pulling into her garage in Eagle, uh, which is a, a town just outside of Boise in our same metropolitan area. Uh, and as she pulled in, um, a man had was in her garage or in her driveway and attacked her with a metal bar. Someone she didn't know uh, hit her on the head multiple times. A pretty brutal attack. She was able to crawl back into the car to get away from him. And a neighbor heard her screaming for help, saw what was going on and ran over to help and, and called police. That man was arrested the same day, uh, just a little ways away. They found him still in the neighborhood, and they found the bar that was used in the attack. Uh, his name was Craig Falk. Okay, so this this terrible attack happens uh, t- and back in 2019. You've got a guy arrested shortly after the attack, and then he's eventually convicted, right, uh, and is now behind bars? He was. He was convicted of aggravated battery. Uh, he was sentenced to 20 years in prison. He'll be eligible for parole, I believe, in 2030. So he got a very significant prison sentence for that. However, it turns out that there is potentially someone else involved. And it's someone who police had their eye on. It sounds like from the very beginning, right? That's correct. Uh, originally, they assumed that someone else was involved. Uh, Craig Falk and the victim in this case didn't know each other. Um, and from the very beginning, investigators believed that someone else had ordered the attack. It turns out, uh, well, just last week, the ex-husband of the woman who was attacked was arrested. Craig Falk is his brother. So from the very beginning, they had suspected that the ex-husband had something to do with it, that he was somehow involved, but they couldn't quite tie him to the case. And that changed uh, this year for the first time, and he's he's been criminally charged. He's not charged in the attack itself because he wasn't there, you know, or allegedly he wasn't there. He's not accused of hitting her. Um, he's charged with criminal solicitation to commit a crime. And what investigators say happened is he essentially put a hit out on his ex-wife and convinced his brother to come up from Georgia, fly into Salt Lake, and then drive to Idaho to kill her. She survived the attack. Uh, If it was an attempted murder, it didn't work. Now, my understanding is that he actually told his brother uh, a bit of a story to get him or to convince him, at least that's what police are saying right now, uh, to commit this attack, right? That's right. That came out in court last week. Prosecutors were saying uh, that he had actually told the brother that his daughter, the um, Mr. Quinn's daughter, was in danger and that she wasn't safe there, told him something that was untrue about the child in order to convince him to carry out the attack. And there's some suggestion that maybe if there's a motive behind any of this, it does have to do with custody of a shared daughter. Is that right? Or is that not confirmed at this point? 
That is right. The uh, suspect, Roger Quinn, and his ex-wife share a daughter. And uh, after they divorced, he lost a lot of custody. I, I believe he was allowed some visits with, with the child, but I, I don't think they had 50-50 custody. And he was upset about that. And uh, prosecutors are saying that's what motivated him to, to put a hit on her. Talk to us about how police caught up with him recently, and, and there was some real concern about items that were found in, in the vehicle that he'd apparently been living in, right? They actually caught up with him the other day by chance after they got a call about an abandoned car in a parking lot in Eagle. Uh, when they went out there, they found Roger Quinn. He didn't give them the right name, according to the deputies. He wouldn't tell them their, his date of birth. Um, and they'd had, had their eye on him. They knew who he was, uh, in general in connection to this case. But at that point, it was just an abandoned car complaint. And then they met him through the course of this, this investigation. So eventually he did tell them who he was and they were able to find an ID that, that verified his identity. Uh, but they, I guess the, the investigation sort of ramped up after they searched his car because according to prosecutors, they found him. A whole lot of kind of sinister things in there, including a knife, a gun, a, a ghillie suit, which, you know, was used as like camouflage to hide in the woods, uh, construction worker costume, zip ties, um, a whole lot of things that, uh, you know, maybe having one of those wouldn't be necessarily alarming, but taken in aggregate. Uh, really caused those deputies some concerns. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems like almost like the plot of a movie to find a vehicle with that kind of stuff inside. And so clearly police were concerned right away that m- maybe he was still uh, thinking about doing something or had plans to and immediately brought him uh, into custody. And at that time, they didn't have enough to charge him with criminal solicitation to commit a crime, uh, which is what he's charged with now. So they arrested him on uh, just giving false information to to a law enforcement officer, which is a misdemeanor. But it was enough to take him to jail that night. And then the detectives who have been working on this case since the beginning, since Thanksgiving 2019, uh, ramped that investigation up and were able to get a warrant for his arrest for the more serious felony charge. And as I understand it, when he was taken into custody or in the days to follow, he was 100% absolutely incredulous, said, you know, he's never been arrested and that he had nothing to do with this. And that's what he told the judge at his hearing, too. At his arraignment, he says he's never been in trouble. He's never done anything wrong. Uh, he's never broken the law. Um, and it just is, is denying that he's done anything uh, sinister in this case or that he was involved at all. It, it's just a... Really bizarre case and a terrible one. Thankfully, the victim escaped any real serious injury or death. But for somebody to hire their brother and then bring them in from out of state, convince them with a story, allegedly, if this all took place as investigators believe it might have, uh, it's just a it's a crazy story. Absolutely. This is not one you hear very often. Um, We have occasional attacks, uh, usually stemming from disputes, but something like this where, uh, at least as far as prosecutors say, someone put a hit out on their ex-wife, that's not something you see every day. Katie, did police talk at all about why he was living in his car or where he'd been in recent months or even in the past year? He actually brought that up in the court hearing. Uh, He talked a little bit about how he doesn't have a a job right now because he's dealing with an ongoing custody issue. I'm not sure whether that custody case is still open, to be honest, but he kind of made reference to 
the fact that he was between jobs, that he didn't have enough money to to hire an attorney necessarily, and that he wanted a, a public defender for this case. All right. Well, we'll keep an eye on this one and see how it pans out. It's uh, taking time for a lot of cases to get to the court system these days. That is true. We've, we've got quite a backlog over here. Thanks for listening to The Daily Crime. We're here every weekday, Monday through Friday. Be sure to subscribe to the show and give us a great review if you like what you hear. And if you'd like to learn more about the show and Vault Studios, check out our Facebook group, Inside the Crime Vault.